I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. <laughs> I love that. It's great. <laughs> and speaking of creepy things, what's Pearl Bailey going to be for Halloween this year? And I guess we should probably preface Ooh. this with uh, Brie and I each have a dog. Yes. Uh, they are... We do not have biological, you know, human children, so we just have fur children instead. Yes. Uh, so, Ms. Ms. Bree has a lovely English bulldog named Pearl Bailey. She's one going on 21. and <laughs> She doesn't need her mom anymore. She knows everything about life that yes. she needs to know. She's very stubborn. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's a teenager. Um, Halloween. You know, I always plan really early, because you know me. I am... A little extra. A little extra. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this last Halloween, um, I did a kind of sort of family costume. We did the Little Mermaid. So, of course, Pearl Bailey was Ariel. It wasn't me this time. (laughs) And I was Ursula. So, this year, we're definitely... I think we might try to go on the the creepy side, since we did something kind of pleasant uh, last year. And, uh, this year I was actually thinking about kind of going like, like vampire. That could be cool. So I don't know how I'm going to do that with Pearl. She could be a little baby bat. Oh, how cute. I mean, she'd probably like that more than wearing the aerial wig that she did last year. <laughs> That's true. I mean, what dog doesn't love bat wings? Yes. Not a dog that I want to know. I think she would like it. Cause she, she likes to bite a little bit. So <laughs> it kind of works. <laughs> what about Miss Ava? Uh, so, uh, my dog is five going on 85. <laughs> She's a cranky little lady and, uh, her government name is Ava, but we often, we often call her peanut because she's a cute little peanut <laughs> um we've done some family costumes in the past i think my favorite one was uh i was pennywise back in 2017 i think or 2018 i think 2018 2018 mm-hmm. and then uh peanut dog was georgie with her little raincoat oh, it was the best i was probably my favorite uh last year i was beetlejuice and i really wanted to make her a sandworm costume <laughs> and then i ran out of time and uh ambition so peanut dog just went as a dog last year <laughs> and that's good too <laughs> but i'm thinking this year we may do a family costume we're gonna have to edit out her uh jingle jangle of tags or leave it we'll leave it it's fine we can leave this whole business yeah why not <laughs> uh she uh i think this year we're talking about doing a family costume with uh if i can convince jared we were going to do Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein and Pe- Peanut can be our little Frankenstein monster. Oh, I like it. But we'll see. She's also not big on headpieces. Yeah. So. I think it's really just a dog thing. Yeah. <laughs> but they just don't like things on their head. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this Halloween works out. But you know, I love drag queens. So I, you know, any chance I can drag up my dog, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Right? Um, well, let's begin with our booze news. Should we talk about some, some booze news? Yes. So, uh, in this week's edition of booze news, uh, something that w- came up within the cancellations corner of booze news, since we are in a pandemic, uh, the LA County Fair was canceled. And Whoa. at first glance, you may think LA County Fair is not a Halloween or a spooky activity. Ah, but here's why it is. 
Uh, so the LA County Fair usually takes place at the end of August and then through the back part of September. Um, although this year it was scheduled to be a little bit later running uh, that first weekend in September through the end of the month. Um, however, the last two years that the LA County Fair has run, they've actually dedicated one of the halls to Halloween activities and oh. Halloween merch. I really wanted to see that, Which too. was super cool. The first year that they did it, because I'm, I'm a big fair person. I love to eat food that's not good for me. I mean, and, who doesn't? Right? And make me feel like <laughs> garbage. Um, and I'm not a big fair ride person, because I've been stuck on fair rides before. Um, and, and anything where OSHA doesn't have to come and certify it first thing in the morning, <laughs> I don't need to put myself on it. Um, but we mostly just love to go to see the animals, see some little shows. Um, buy a bunch of garbage that we don't need, um, and mm. then eat fair mm. food because that's realistically the best part. Well, that's definitely going to be one part of the summer I'm going to miss because if all the fairs are canceled, I mean, and I get it, it's it's just going to be too many people and we just need to be a little bit more careful, but I'm a little sad because I've never been to the LA County Fair. I don't know how, I mean, I won't say our ages because once <laughs> once ladies hit a certain age, we just don't talk about it anymore. When I just had a birthday, so I don't want to mention how old I am. <laughs> but, you know, for, for being Southern California residents, have you never been to the LA County Fair? I mean, I probably went when I was really young, but I don't remember. Um, and then, like, my mom is just not a big fair person. And plus because, I mean... She has she has polio, so she can't really walk very long. Even though we have a wheelchair, it's just hard for her to really get around at fairs, even in a wheelchair. Understandable. <laughs> so we just, you know, she never really took us. And I mean, we've done like little street fairs and things like that, mm -hmm. um, which is a little bit more accessible for her. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't remember going. She says that we did, but I don't remember. So that's why I was really excited about this year, but yeah. I'm going to have to just be excited about next year, hopefully. Well, and so two, two years ago, we actually stumbled onto the Halloween hall by accident. Um, because I, I love going through and looking at all the garbage that I absolutely don't need to buy. Yep. Um, it, it just, I don't know. I just do. Um, so we were going through one of the last of the halls and, it was all Halloween props and art. Sounds I think, amazing. Yeah, it was great. And I went, <laughs> what is this witchcraft? I didn't know that this was going to be here. Um, so it was super great. And then last year they expanded it to take over the entire hall. Um, and not only were there a bunch of props, like Calhaunt was there. Oh. Um, yeah, super cool. So there were all, all the different props and some animatronics. Bat in Your Belfry was there. Um, so she does a lot of the fun prints and stuff. Oh, like the um, Billy I Butcherson. I really missed out. <laughs> yeah, like the Billy Butcherson print that I have in my hall. She oh, did yes. that one. Um, so she was there. Hellflower Soap Company was there. I think gutter either gutter garbs or horror merch one of those two because mm. i remember buying like 12 oh no it was damn it tees damn uh, it tees was there and i bought more spooky t-shirts than any person should got accumulate. some good t-shirts yeah <laughs> um but then they also had last year they expanded it a bit and um there were different pop-ups with different monsters or different um backgrounds with different monsters oh, so that's really cool there was one with creature from the black lagoon that you could take a picture with jared and i took a family picture with pennywise and georgie oh um they had one with frankenstein i mean so there was it was really well done last year oh man. um so i was really looking forward to see what they were gonna do to grow it because it seems like they've been growing that section of the la county fair the last two years that they've done it 
Um, so I'm super bummed that, that that one was canceled. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see. Yeah. Especially I, since I have, haven't gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course, all the delicious food that you can oh, eat. That's good. also my favorite part. I'm, I'm so glad that I can't eat most of it anymore because <laughs> I feel like every time I go to the fair, I gain, you know, 30 pounds. Well, that's what friends are for. <laughs> And they're to eat it for you. You can, you can taste it for me and tell me how disgusting it is and how I'm not missing out on anything Yeah, at all. I'm going to tell you it's terrible. But I will eat all the vegan treats that they have. Well, sad news. Things are getting canceled. But again, please be safe. Stay inside. Wear a mask. Save Halloween. Wash your fucking hands. I don't know why you weren't always washing your hands, but wash your damn hands. Um, and don't touch your face. Yeah. Please stop touching your face. Um, and then kind of tying into uh, cancellations corner, but still part of booze news. So there were several movies. This was going to be a great year for horror. Yeah. Like right from the beginning, all the way through the back part of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many awesome movies that were coming out. So I saw, I made it to see a couple of them. Um, saw yes. The Turning, saw Gretel and Hansel, saw Fantasy Island, which you could probably pass on that one. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to wait. <laughs> could, uh, wait till that one comes on demand for free. Um, but there were a lot of other great movies that were slated to come out this year. So Antebellum was one of them. Oh, yeah. I was really yep. anticipating that oh, one. Oh, my God. I love Janelle Monet so much. Me too. Um. We also were waiting for Candyman, A Quiet Place 2, Spiral was another one that was supposed to happen this year. So we have a couple of updates on movie releases for each of these. So Antebellum was pushed back to August 21st. So still happening this year, but pandemic pending if movie theaters reopen. We can look forward to that one on August 21st. Uh, A Quiet Place 2, which was, I think, also slated for April or May. I can't remember. I think it might have been April. It was, I think, believe it was April. Um, That has now been pushed back to uh, September 4th. Okay. So, still happening this year. Uh, And then we also have something that I am really looking forward to. uh, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes, I can't wait. Super looking forward to that one. So that will happen on 9-11. I don't think that one was uh, pushed back due to the pandemic. I'm pretty sure it was just always that date. So Yeah, well, because I think while before everything happened, I believe they were already finished filming. Correct. Like early last year. Yes. So we have that to look forward to as well. Uh, Halloween Kills will be coming. Same thing. Not pushed back. I'm pretty sure this was always the date it was slated for. Halloween Kills will be released on October 16th. So super excited for that next installment. Nice little Halloween movie. Yeah. And, you know, every year that there's a Halloween movie, Michael Myers always gets killed and then he's really not dead. So I'm sure that that'll happen again. (laughs) Uh, And then... Uh, last but not least, Spiral that was supposed to happen this year uh, was pushed back to 2021. Oh. And I don't recall if it was April or May. Now, I lost track of the Saw movies after like three or four. <laughs> I've seen them all. I mean, just because I, for me, I feel like once you start watching them, you just kind of have to see them all just to see where it goes. I don't know. I'm a little weird in that way. But I've seen them all. I mean... Some of them I don't really care for, but when I saw the trailer for this movie, 
I was actually kind of excited about it. And I think more excited because it's Chris Rock. <laughs> that is why I'm so excited for this movie. Because I, you know, the, the first first one, awesome. Second one, okay, I'm still here. Yeah. Three and four, I started to kind of lose a little bit of interest. Yeah, I could see that. But this one I'm super excited for because Chris Rock wrote it. Yeah, that's, I think, when I saw that, and, I mean, there's just a, a couple other really good actors in there, too. I mean, Samuel Jackson's in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, it's casted very well. And then, I I mean, I haven't really seen much directed or written by Chris Rock, so well, and when I'm I, kind of excited. When I think of the horror greats, I think, you know, very typical Clive Barker, right. Wes Craven, John Carpenter, Mick Garris, Dario Argento. I don't think Chris Rock. Nope. Which is why I'm really hoping this is going to be great. Yeah. I mean, judging by just the trailer, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but go watch it. It's it's really good. Yes. It kind of pulled me in, I it, can say. It looks really, really <laughs> interesting. Um, and then not canceled corner, just canceled indefinitely. And I'm not sad about it, is The Forever Purge. Oh. It was slated for originally July 10th, and now it's been pulled until who knows when. Yeah, I <laughs> I have a thing with the purge. It one, it never really scared me in the first place. Um, but the first one scared the fuck out of me. Pardon you know my what? German. I was I wasn't that scared, but you know me. When I'm in the movie theater, I'm laughing at you guys jumping and screaming. <laughs> but when we're in a haunted house, I'm the one jumping and screaming. So <laughs> well, here's here's why the first purge scared me and why it was so well done because i could see that happening yeah it's a little it it is a little close it hit too close to home like the first (laughs) one was was great it was an original idea it was awesome loved it yeah i can say i did like the first one Uh, the second one okay and then and then here comes the first purge oh dear god (laughs) i don't even want to no, like, there's so much wrong. I don't want to comment movie. on it to like offend anybody, but but there's I, just so much wrong with that movie, especially in you know what what's going on in the year 2020. Yeah, there's just so much wrong with the first purge. It was and just a little too close to home, and I felt like I was watching I, the news. Yeah, I, I just didn't understand why they went in that direction. Very like just had to do a lot with race, and I just didn't care for it. No. It's, I, I really felt like I was watching the news and it just de- depressed the hell out of me. I almost got up and left the theater. Yeah. I'm almost wondering what other people thought about that movie. It can't just be us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being a, an African-American woman, I have to say I was very offended by that. I am not an African-American woman and I was incredibly offended by it. So I'm curious what other people think. And if you have thoughts, email us. I would like to know. <laughs> Subtle plug. Email us at thesquadghouls at gmail.com. Yeah, because I'm, I'm very curious what other people thought about that film. And also because the show got canceled, too. They made The Purge the show. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very good. I I watched an episode just to see maybe they made it a little better. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope, it wasn't. So I'm kind of okay with the movie. <laughs> Not being created, I guess. Yeah, same here. But I'm I'm really hoping that everybody can can stay inside. We can continue to flatten the COVID nineteen curve, yes, please. and we can return to some semblance of normal by the fall. Because there's a lot of great spooky movies coming out, and it was shaping up to be such a great year for horror. And 
I'm really hoping that that we can get back to that in some fashion. Yeah, I mean the the whole like you know home entertainment thing they're doing. I mean it's it's cool, but there's nothing like going to the movie theater with your friends and getting and a large popcorn. popcorn. Oh, it's my favorite. It's all about the popcorn. If you're a person that likes to go to the movies and not have popcorn, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I can't sit next to you because <laughs> I'll be there with my large popcorn. <laughs> so fun fact, uh, popcorn is one of the highest foods on the glycemic index, mm-hmm. meaning it requires a ton of insulin for your body to digest. Popcorn makes me feel like absolute garbage every single time I eat it. I'm not diabetic. I'm not hypoglycemic, but it makes me feel like garbage every single time. I still will eat at least a medium popcorn by myself every time. I am diabetic, but I still eat a large popcorn by myself. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No, it's, there's, there's just something so special about going, especially to a horror movie, because typically the sound is so well done. The music is so well done. The suspense mm-hmm. is built up, at least in good horror movies. It's built up really, really well. So, to have a full screen in front of you and that giant booming subwoofer and the, the center channel just screaming at you when there's a really scary part of the movie and then freaking out and losing your popcorn in the theater. There's nothing like it. It's wonderful. Yes, I just love it. And well, and speaking of going to the movies, one of our topics <laughs> that we're going to talk about today um, is The Invisible Man. I'm so glad I got to see that in the theater. Oh, it was great. In IMAX. On top of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, if you didn't get to see it, it's out uh, for rent online. And I believe, I don't know if it's on DVD yet. Do people still buy DVDs or do we just download them? I mean, I still buy DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I'm a little old school in that way. I like to have, you know, things. (laughs) I'm sure Jared could tell me what the last DVD that we bought was. But he's over there recording and kind of shaking his head like, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but The Invisible Man is is definitely one to watch. If you didn't get to see it in the theater, I'm so sorry. It yeah. was um, it was amazing. It was so, it was just, it was awesome. But, I mean, if you have like really good surround sound in your like home theater, whatever, turn it up loud. Yes. <laughs> it's great. And... What was really interesting about the 2020 version is, well, a couple of things. So one, it basically shares nothing in common with the 1933 version. Not at all. That was based on the H.G. Wells book, The Murderer Invisible from 1931. Realistically, they share a title and they share the concept of someone being able to go around and commit crimes unseen. Yeah. And that's it. Um, but this movie from 2020 holds a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes to this day. It It's great. I don't know of a... I'm sure that they exist, but off the top of my head, I can't think of another horror movie that still holds a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I may have to try to look that up just to see. But, I mean, it made a lot of movie uh, money when mm-hmm. it um, came out. And, um, I mean, I was a little hesitant because I was just thinking, okay, they're remaking the classic universal monsters. Why do I have a feeling this may not be good? I'll I'll tell you why. (laughs) And I think I know what you're going to say. I'll tell you why you had that thought. Um, But first I did look up other 
uh, great horror movies according to Rotten Tomatoes and all of these I agree with. Uh, Us what still holds holds a 93. Oh, okay. Understandable. And Get Out still holds a 98. Oh. So, sidebar correction. Thank you, Jordan Peele. Right? We have Jordan way, Peele to thank for both of those. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why you were so skeptical. Because I was the same way. Because I was so excited when Universal announced, uh, what was it, five years ago? Yep. The Dark Universe that they were going to be creating. Yes. And they originally, keep me honest, I'm pretty sure they had originally cast Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. Yes, and, he was. And uh, they had... and. Benicio del Toro was supposed to be the Wolfman, or was it? No, no, it was uh, Javier Bardem. Yeah, Javier, Javier Bardem, Bardem, because Benicio del Toro already did Wolfman, yes. but I don't know if that was necessarily Universal. The 2010 version. Yeah. 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 I don't think that was Universal no. based, but I mean, it was okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Russell Crowe was supposed to get a movie as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yes. And of course, the movie that ruined it all for the Dark Universe. The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh, God. It was... It, <laughs> yep. That, it just that's why I doubted it. So so misguided on so many levels. Um, and was such a box office bomb that it resulted in the entire Dark Universe getting canceled. So yeah. when The Invisible Man started to gain some traction, my ears perked up as well. And what, wait, I thought that this wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular version was done... In conjunction with Universal and Blumhouse. Yes. It was produced by Jason Blum. Um, now, we wanted to talk about, especially because Brianna was a film major in college, we wanted to compare the 1933 version to the 2020 version. And again, realistically, these just share a title. But yeah. I feel like the the really great part of the 2020 version is they did such a good job modernizing the story oh, yeah. to be relevant. I think that was my favorite part about it. Because um, we all know the basic concept, you know, somebody's invisible. But how he was invisible, I think, was so cool to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think just the, the whole, you know, thing where it was talking about the different optics and you know, I had to look that up. I, I was like, I got to see if this is like a real thing that could actually happen. Like as far as like, you know, maybe military or, you know, just yeah. something somebody's doing. And I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and going back to, so looking at, at the 1933 story, um, which starred the legendary Claude Rains, who was yes. also in Casablanca, Lawrence of Arabia, later the Wolfman, not starring obviously, but yeah. had, had a role in the Wolfman. Um, and just incredible actor, um, won a Tony Award, was nominated mm-hmm. for, I think, three or four different Oscars. Yes. Um, wonderful actor. And the other thing that I really love about the 30s is it was such a different time. And, and the the style of cinema and film noir was just so incredibly different yeah. from today. I mean, kind of going back and... Watching the 1933 version, because I hadn't seen it in a really long time, because when I was in film school, I had like a very long list of films I had to watch, Invisible Man being one of them, because for that time, the visual effects, that was like something that nobody even touched until this movie. And um, so I, you know, did a little research and, you know, basically what they had to do to make him invisible was so for shots where they had him kind of he had him kind of clothed he was wearing black velvet over his body Mm. and so that he would appear 
invisible against a black velvet background. And so, and then they would composite the footage with the rest of the scene and it made him appear invisible. Nobody ever did that until mm-hmm. this movie. And I think that's that's kind of amazing. Not saying that what they did in this newer version wasn't amazing, but for that time, just for them to come up with that idea to, you know, make him invisible instead of trying to do something kind of hokey, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, right. I, I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was and very different. It was it was so great. And I loved, and the obviously, different time in cinema. And there were no jump scares, per se. Mm-hmm. It was more built on suspense and oh, more yeah. the things that were just completely shocking for the time. But the acting played such a big part in oh, it did. in how that movie was done. So everything that Claude Rains did with, especially, it, it's got to be so difficult to really convey your feeling and your emotion because I forget what percentage of communication is all nonverbal. Yeah. But to have no one be able to see your face. Yeah. He had to be so creative with not only the delivery of his lines and whatever content, but mm-hmm. also how he moved his body and right. the, the gripping of his fists and, and any, he really had to reach to, to convey the role of Dr. Jack Griffin. Yeah. I, I think he did an excellent job. I don't know if he was like nominated for this one particular, either. but I feel like he kind of should have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because I, I, like I said, it's just not only the way they film certain parts of it, but like you said, the acting, like it was very different uh, for that time, especially, you know, with them coming off of, you know, silent films and then coming into a time where we're doing talkies, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that's very hard to, you know, get all those emotions across and you're practically bandaged the whole time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cause I definitely felt the anger and the sadness. And I mean, you're either bandaged or no one can see your face. Yep. (laughs) And you know, the, the story was so interesting too, because, and that's where kind of we, we pivot a little bit with the 2020 version why I felt like it was so successful because they did such a great job modernizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole concept from the 33 version was a chemical from this flower in India that yeah. would put, that would bleach material. And when they tried it on whatever fabric, it ended up destroying it. Um, but then they injected it into a dog and completely bleached the dog. Yeah. Um, and then it also, they also said that, you know, it caused madness as well. So you got to see as the movie starts out when uh, Claude Rains is walking into the inn and trying mm-hmm. to, and he's this brilliant chemist and he's trying to figure out how to reverse what he's done. Yeah. Um, but then you kind of see him slowly start to descend oh, yeah. into madness and, start to want to take over the world and and kill a bunch of people yeah that that was probably like my favorite part that that transition because <laughs> like like you said he's covered the whole time but you still you know f- felt that and you saw it you know mm-hmm. on the screen like that i don't know that was really great yeah i also enjoy some of the overacting <laughs> oh my god can we talk about gloria stewart for a moment oh boy as his fiance <laughs> oh dear god yeah it's <laughs> I know that was a very popular thing back then, and that's why I guess I don't mind it as much, like, when I'm watching it, but, I, you know, I kind of have, like, a little bit of a chuckle, <laughs> because it's just so 
over-exaggerated. Like, I mean, not only Gloria, Gloria Stewart, but the I don't know who played the innkeeper, but when her, <laughs> her husband fell down the stairs and she was just screaming, it's like, just all, all the wailing. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh oh, a little man. bit because I was like, wow. I mean, if there was, uh, you know, an Oscar for overacting, the the innkeeper girl she got won. it <laughs> she won got it i mean gloria stewart did a really good job with that too mm-hmm. but i think the innkeeper um kind of beat her a little bit oh absolutely <laughs> and looking into the premise and, and apologize spoilers to follow oh yes so i love how well they modernized the 2020 version based off of the 33 version mm-hmm. and Speaking of incredible acting, Elizabeth Moss. Oh, she is my favorite. She was so spectacular, especially yes. as she started to to kind of lose it when things start getting out of control in the film. Mm-hmm. But what great acting to to have to act to something that's not there. Yeah, I mean, it's ugh. she did such a great job, and so instead of you know her her boyfriend being and the whole premise of the movie centers around the abusive relationship between yeah. uh, Elizabeth Moss's boyfriend who is a brilliant engineer in the field of optics um and she was a very successful architect in her own right mm-hmm. prior to their relationship and it it's, begins with her trying to escape that abusive relationship and I think anybody that has ever been in that relationship before knows how traumatic and terrifying that is. Oh, yeah. I Um, think I was actually, like, just in the beginning part where she's trying to get out. And, you know, I'm not normally one to talk during, like, movies. But, you know, there's just a couple of parts where she's just, like, making all kinds of noise. I'm like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Like, I I was kind of feeling for her. Watch where you're walking. I I was really, like, scared. And normally I'm... You know, like I said, I don't really jump, but that that part where he like runs to the car, mm-hmm. I, I jumped a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Because like I, I'm just feeling, and I'm just looking at the aspect of like that's super duper real life. Like that happens a lot. Well, and her, I mean, sadly, but it does. And and her boyfriend was played by uh, Oliver Cohen, who. Oh, yes. We may know from The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. And he was the brother that was that struggled with addiction and so forth. Um, and it was not hard for me to be terrified of him in this mm-hmm. role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can agree. <laughs> but, you know, once she escapes, then he is he commits suicide and she inherits money. But, but you know, it's based on all of these different caveats of she can't be convicted of a crime and, and so forth. Um, but when you figure out how he's doing all of these things, once you find out he's obviously not really dead, Mm -hmm. um, and you find out when she goes back to their home that this is all done via a suit that has all of these little cameras on it. It's just, when I was watching it for the first time in the theater, I thought, you know, this is just plausible enough. Mm -hmm. It's not quite science fiction. It's almost science fact. Yeah. And I looked up because I'm like, this is this real? Is this exist? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I had to look it up too. <laughs> yeah, so it actually and such technology kind of exists already. Um, that's there's, creepy. There's a company called Hyperstealth Biotechnology that actually created something very similar. That's this um, 
it works by light being bent through this material and refracting <sighs> across everything that's around it. Now, the caveat to this is that it doesn't exist in suit form, ah, but the okay. technology does exist. So the only my only gripe with this movie is I wish that it would have had a little more semblance of it. So once mm-hmm. once you know she stabs the suit and it starts malfunctioning when she's trying to break right. out of the mental institution, um, you start to kind of see it a little more with an outline and such. Yeah. I wish that in the beginning parts of the movie that they would have actually centered around that a little more. So yeah. maybe an outline like Predator. Yeah, just a little bit. Because I feel like even the part where... You know, where she sees the footprints mm-hmm. coming towards her. Yeah. I kind of feel like, like, I, I know the technology and with the suit was supposed to be, like, super flawless, but I still feel like she still would have kind of seen... Something. Something, because especially if he, like, quickly ran away, mm-hmm. like, from that area when um her, fr- her friend came in, turned on the light, all that stuff. I feel like with that quick movement, you would have seen some kind of outline or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like there would have been kind of like a little glitch. Mm-hmm. But then again, I am not a scientist. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. But I I mean, I like how they kind of kept you a little bit um, in suspense in that way, just kind of knowing, you know, what the technology was. Because like in the beginning, you she goes down in that basement and she, she sees the suits. Yes. And then, but they, we, we don't see it up close, so we don't know what the heck is going on mm-hmm. we're just thinking okay she's just trying to escape so we're not really paying attention to it so i, I do agree i wish they kind of maybe like touched on it just a little bit more of like maybe just a little tiny bit of background like how it was you know created based on like some of the information that you found i agree and i did so this was actually directed by lee Wanell, who also wrote some of the Saw movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dead Silence, which such an underrated movie. Mm-hmm. Like, such an underrated horror movie. <laughs> um, and then also the Insidious franchise. I felt like he did such a great job of building the suspense throughout yeah. the movie. And typically, even with, you know, the Insidious movies and such, there's a soundtrack that plays in the background. Mm-hmm. And there are more... Um, bursts of suspenseful music here and there but this movie was so different because a lot of it was super low frequency yeah almost noises not music well Um, just like in the opening scene with the wave crashing mm -hmm. and that's how it started it just went like it was really loud shit almost bounced me out yeah. of the seat. It was so fucking loud. I mean, loud. and I appreciate IMAX for that. <laughs> because that really, like, it, it just, it really set a, it set a tone. <laughs> like, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, like, this is this I'm awake. For real. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. But I, I appreciated the, um, like, sound effects and things that they, they did. It really, like, I It really know. enhanced the quality yeah. of the film. Really did. I'm glad it didn't have, like, a very, like, a lot of music or, you know, yeah. that are... In there, I think what they did was perfect. It didn't have a lot of unnecessary fluff. Yeah. Which I really appreciated. I liked exactly how they put it. <laughs> like, yeah. We didn't need any of that. Yeah. And that's, was, I think that's what made it so great. It was awesome. And if and again, if you didn't get to see this in the theaters, it's available on demand. You can download it on 
Voodoo, I think, I'm sure you could probably get it on Amazon Prime if you want to Yeah, I believe it. It, it is on Amazon. Um, if you have Apple TV, it's on there for rent. I mean, pretty much all the online platforms right now pretty much have it cause since they're doing the whole, you know, theater at home, you know, kind of routine right now. Mm-hmm. Which, and, and also speaking of that, like, I have a slight issue <laughs> because I know they got to make their money, but $20 to rent a movie. <laughs> yeah. I just want to point that out because <laughs> yeah. it's only $10 for me to go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's $10 for me to go to. And if I want to go to a matinee, it's, you know, eight seventy five. But yeah, I, granted, I am not paying $12 for popcorn. Uh, yeah. So I'm saving money there. But but yeah, please check it out you i mean and also like i said if you have some really good surround sound turn it up because <laughs> it'll it'll make you shake in your in your seat <laughs> absolutely and something that i think a lot of folks get confused about as well is you know there was there was the 33 version there was the book um so i actually had a conversation with a friend of ours about hollow man and where oh, that fits yeah. in i was gonna even because there's some other movies that i know they kind of uh Based that, but they said Hollow Man. I mean, it sort of had a connection, but they were trying to go a little bit, I guess, different with the whole um, H.G. Wells story in that movie. Yeah, and I, I personally don't feel like Hollow Man fits into mm-hmm. this particular franchise of film or or sequel of film, but that's just me. Yeah, I also don't think that the birds is a monster movie or a horror movie it's a thriller i mean to me it is though i mean because i don't like birds i don't care for birds either but it's but not a horror movie yeah. it's a thriller but yeah i know they mentioned like other movies like in 1940 there was the invisible man returns and then they had the invisible woman and then in 44 they had the invisible man revenge <laughs> And then, and then 1951, Abbott and Costello meets the Invisible Man. <laughs> oh, but I do love some I mean, Abbott if you haven't Costello. seen it, it's, it's kind of cool. I just want to point that I'm out. I'm a huge Abbott and, and Costello And then, of course, fan. you know, there's, there's Hollow Man, which, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't care for that movie. No, I didn't either. But, but I also don't really care for Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you know, Kevin Bacon was great in the first Friday the 13th when yes. he got impaled with an arrow underneath the bed at camp. Yep. It was pretty great there. Although, what was that other Kevin Bacon movie that I didn't hate um, with the dead body in the basement that he digs up? Oh, what is the name of that movie? I'm going to (laughs) quickly. You know, I didn't I didn't hate that one, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't super amazing. But yeah, I mean, I'm just not I mean, he's fine. He's he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> but you know what while we're looking that up, but but you know, I hope with the greatness of the this new invisible man, I hope this will bring back the dark universe and they will kind of revisit the ideas of, you know, remaking all the uh universal monsters. I do too. But I just but I hope they keep it you know, kind of, I just hope they don't go down from this movie. <laughs> I do too. So that film with the body in the basement was uh, Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. And 
I don't know how I could possibly forget this. And I'm shocked Jared didn't <laughs> jump up out of his recording chair and uh, flag me down for not mentioning this. How could we not mention the greatest Kevin Bacon movie of all time? Tremors. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Reba McIntyre with a shotgun. Enough yep. said. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Tremors, you're you're missing out on life. <laughs> yes. So I think... There are a handful of Kevin Bacon movies, I guess, that aren't terrible. Stir yeah. of Echoes, Tremors, Tremors. With, with the Graboids. I, I kind of want to watch that now. <laughs> and yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So, well, I hope you guys are subscribed to us. And if you're not, please subscribe to all of uh, to our podcasts. And uh, you can also email us at. The squad ghouls at gmail.com. Uh, and, follow us on Instagram. Yes, and at, Instagram. At the squad ghouls. <laughs> and creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Watch The Invisible Man. Please.